friends are like old memories. They always remind you of your past, and we are reminding ourselves of the past episodes from this week of Good Company for the best of Good Company with me, Holly Taylor. I'm Holly Taylor. We're talking proposal stories. I know Valentine's Day is gone, but it is National Proposal Day, a day where if you want to be with someone, you propose to them and see what the answer may be. Yes, no, maybe, wait. Who knows? But it is great just to make sure that you are being open and honest with your feelings, no matter what the date. So we got a text message here, 905-338-1250. Producer Mike, what is a proposal story? Yeah, we got a message here from Heather. She says it was the May long weekend and she went up to the cottage with her boyfriend. When she got there, her boyfriend was waiting on the pier right at sunset. Oh, Dropped down on one knee. How romantic. That's sweet. Yeah. Especially if it's a sturdy pier. Yes. <laughs> you He's not rocking around yeah, side Yeah, you know to those side. ones, right? Yeah. With like the, they have the big, um, what are they called? The pontoons. Yeah, yeah, beneath them and yeah, no. No. I would not be going on that. <laughs> You drop the ring. Imagine that. Oh, you got to go scuba diving for it. Not fun. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, Heather, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Uh, Let's get to another one. This is from Shireen. And this is a lovely story. She says that her, at the time, boyfriend proposed to her at their favorite coffee shop on the one-year anniversary of them dating. Nice. And it has caffeine in your story, so I'm all about that. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing your stories. Keep them coming. You can call. You can text. Uh, You can even email me if you want to. It's holly at joyradio.ca. I'm Holly Taylor, and yes, we've got some fond memories that are coming through our text line, 905-338-1250. This one is from Rita. She says she remembers going out after school, hanging out with the friends on the playground, and then once the streetlights came on, it was time to go home. I think that's a fond memory of a lot of us, where we didn't have the same kind of constraints. There was a different tempo of life. It just seemed like we were, I don't know, had a little more freedom, it feels And maybe a little more time based on, I don't know, just a different day and age. So we're talking about some of our fond memories, something unique or odd that maybe you still remember. Uh, We were talking about childhood phone numbers. Producer Mike, I know you're not as old as I am, but do you remember? I still remember my childhood phone number. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Is it a phone number that still would call someone you know? Uh, I, it's very similar to the phone number my parents still have. I think oh, it's okay. off by one number, so I'm not going to repeat it, but I do yeah. remember that phone number for sure. I also remember uh, we lived on like a, a small courtyard when okay. I was a kid, and my parents would stand in the backyard with a school bell, an old school bell, and start ringing it when they wanted my sister and I to come home from wherever we were on the street. That's amazing. Yeah, so we'd come running back home for dinner <laughs> to the school bell. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it sounds like like the dinner bell. You know, when yeah. you'd watch some of those old westerns with the triangle. Yeah, it's time for supper. We'd go running. Yeah. Man, a lot has changed in the past 20, 30 years, eh? I guess now you just text a kid, right? Yeah. 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 Literally, you just say, hey, you know what? Time to come home. Boo-doo. Okay. Boo-doo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Instead of that, ding, 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 ding. That's, that's <laughs> iconic. It was great. <laughs> All the neighbors, too, would be like, oh, the Blair kids have to go home. Yeah. <laughs> Your parents did need that reminder on the radio. It's nine o'clock. Do you know where your kids are? (laughs) That's right. Nope, but let's ring the bell. (laughs) We can find out quick. 
This is Good Company. I'm Holly Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Actually, there's quite a few ways for you to catch our show. Even some of our uh, interviews and conversations with our guests or Good Company correspondents. Typically on our Fridays, we will take those conversations and put them on our Good Company podcast so that you can listen to our entire conversation from start to finish. So you can check that out wherever you get your podcast. Look for Good Company. And we've had incredible conversations, and I'm excited about some of them coming up uh, as we get closer to Easter. But right now, a conversation that erupted after a lady was out and about taking her dog for a walk, and she thought she saw something. Was it another dog? Was it a coyote? Like, what was this? Could not be what she thought it was. So she took her camera out, zoomed in, and it was, in fact, a lion. A lion in Ontario. So she was wildly confused as to what was happening, but uh, later on she discovered that she had stumbled upon Jungle Cat World, which is kind of like a roadside zoo located in Clarington, Ontario. It's about uh, 100 kilometers east of downtown Toronto, and they have hyenas and leopards, jaguars, tigers, and yes, lions. It's a wildlife center that's been open for 40 years now, actually opened in 83. And so it's kind of a safari getaway, but she didn't realize that was the edge of the the uh, compounds of said wildlife, especially lions. So then people started thinking, is it safe for a lion to be so close to the public? I mean, there's residential homes, there's businesses. And so they actually had uh, animal welfare services come on out to take a look. And so the findings was there was no threat to public safety. And so yes, lions can jump up to 12 feet high uh, for you know ones who are well, I guess, active. <laughs> I don't know, but um, these fences are 15 feet high. So there you go. Uh, no public safety issues, but definitely a shock. Can you imagine not realizing it was the edge of a wildlife park? And I mean, there's a lion on your walk with your dog. <laughs> Just such a random thing, seeing a lion in snow. Just seems a little bit of a, a contradiction. So anyway, maybe a fun summer activity for you to take the kids or grandkids to. I'm Holly Taylor. We're talking about creating a healthier work-life balance and the idea of not laziness per se, but just creating that complete opposite idea. You know, maybe you're a workaholic. Maybe you need to think that extreme. How can I just be lazy? Because, like, let's face it, you'll probably kind of find some place in the middle and you'll just be able to take a rest. Kind of reminds you of Mary and Martha, where Martha was busy, 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 busy. And Jesus was saying, Martha, calm down. Be like Mary. She knows what's valuable. It's about the time spent. It's about learning and being with me. And sometimes I think it's easy to get caught up in the idea of being busy and working, even to the point of it not being healthy for us. So what are some of those things that you do to create a healthy boundary between work and home. Producer Mike, what have you been doing lately? I recently started taking more time off. I noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, get away from work for a little bit. Take those days that you've earned, some of those vacation days, and, yeah. and just take time off. Get yeah. away from the workplace for a little bit. Yeah, because no one wins a medal by being burnt out. There's no perfect attendance yeah. record or anything. <laughs> exactly. No. Exactly. Yeah, using the days that you have earned to rest and recuperate. And refresh and just always come back a little stronger mm-hmm. in a way, right? Yeah. So. 
Yeah, absolutely. So utilizing those days off, taking those vacations, even if it's a day here or there, right? Yeah. Okay. So using that time uh, that we've been given to uh, just relax, maybe even just take a day where you unplug completely. Uh, ways we've created home and um, work-life balance. Got a text message here. This is from Matthew. And he says, I've actually now gone back to the office for work and I leave work at home. So I don't take home any work-related things. Okay. And that makes sense. I mean, you're not going to be trying to scurry around and get that report finished if your laptop is at work. You can't do it. So you're forced to take the time off and to unplug from work. All right. So thoughts? How do you create that work-home life balance? I kind of like the idea of a four-day work week. Again, like in France, they've got their 35-hour work week. What are you doing? Lots of ways for you to join us here on Good Company. You can listen simply by going to the radio. It's the easy way. Uh, AM dial 1250, the number to tune into. Also, because it is 2023 and we realize that sometimes you're in spaces without radios. Maybe you've got a laptop. Just go to joyradio.ca. You can stream us live using your smartphone. Use the My Joy Radio app. You can download it for free and listen to not just our live stream, but also some of the podcasts and on on-demand episodes of all the incredible programs that Joy Radio does play. Now, this is a pretty incredible story for you, and I thought Producer Mike, it might give you some inspiration on the whole dating scene. Okay, I'm listening. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, yes, taking notes. Go on. Um, I want to encourage you that you just never know when you'll meet your person, and it's probably going to be in a way that you just don't even think of. I've heard that. Like, it always happens when you're not looking for it, right? Yeah, when you least expect it. Expect it. Uh, Because Brenda had decided to text, I think it was her mom, um, and it was just this encouraging verse that she had found, and she's like, hey, mom, going to encourage you. But she didn't say, hey, mom. So it just seemed like she was sending this text that was faith-based. Okay. Um, She mixed up one digit in the phone number, and a guy by the name of Isaiah received the message. And he was like, oh, Well, this is encouraging. Uh, I kind of like this. So uh, he replied back by saying, amen to that. Who's this? And the rest is history. Huh. What a way to meet somebody. Right? A random phone number. Uh, Yeah. This random text. You know, they found that there was a common ground immediately through their faith. They were states away um, in Ohio, which is why it was supposed to go to her mom, um, because she lived in Ohio. Right. So this might be a little weird for you, but her mom actually took Isaiah out (laughs) first. (laughs) (laughs) Did a little mom pre-screen there. So I'm not too sure if you would let your mom do that, but um, Brenda was like, I just want somebody that I know and trust to meet him because the relationship developed over text messages and then phone calls. Fast forward quite a few years later, they now have, I I see this picture, they're a beautiful family because yes, they got married. They have six children. What a story. That's great. It all started from a text message and an encouraging word. Exactly. So you never know how your positive attitude, your encouragement will lead to a future spouse. I'm going to start texting numbers. Just random ones. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, hope you're having a great day. Yeah, exactly. God bless. Yeah. You just never know who's going to be happens. on the receiving end of it. <laughs> but it's such a lovely um, story. Just Brenda, Isaiah, missed texts, went to the right people. And here's the irony. Uh, Isaiah had gotten that phone number 30 minutes prior 
to that first text. So it was probably one of his first text messages, too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So they just feel like it was a God thing. And as they say, the rest is history.